What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Icebox Pod, episode 58, 412 Sports Cards, Icy Ice Cards. We are back, ready to talk about all things cards, going to be talking some NBA, going to be talking about selling cards on Instagram, something I know a lot of us are interested in doing, a lot of us uh, are have done and continue to attempt, but uh, teaser maybe struggle with a little bit more than we used to and just sorted other stuff but matt how we doing pretty good really excited to do the pod um i think it's just fun to talk cards for a little while sure because is. whenever i'm like whenever i'm doing cards it seems like i'm always just being like super strategic about everything like do i gotta sell this to like afford that or do i gotta like if i buy this for the pc like then maybe i don't have enough money to flip so then i gotta like let something else go and like mm-hmm. i don't know it's like trying to balance out everything because like i don't want to be over leveraged and like pc cards and like all that stuff but this is kind of just more like fun you know so i don't know it's a, it's really enjoyable like i i think even for everybody listening like it's just fun to talk about cards like just for I fun. feel i feel that 100 100 percent I think it's an exciting time for me in my collection too. I am kind of, I think, reaching a point where I've made some sales. I've put, I've taken out some money to put towards just like sort of real life, like savings and like, I guess more like just discretionary purchases that I maybe wouldn't have done had I not like just sold a card to pay for it instead. I've done a little bit of that. But now I'm getting to the point where I think for the first time since like 2015 uh, or 2016, I'm ready to just start trickling in a little more money. I'm going to just just begin a slow trickle. Let myself buy some new stuff that where before I was only ever if I wanted to buy something, something had to go. That's still going to be a big part of what I'm doing. But I think I'm getting to the point where I can start making some just small discretionary purchases or start building up small savings over time to make bigger ones. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Are you, um, I would say this is kind of how I'm feeling right now, but I'm struggling almost from like a sense of what to buy and not because I don't know what I want. Well, maybe that's the wrong way. Not because I don't know like what players I want or like, what my goals are kind of but i feel like i have so many more opportunities so many because there was probably like there's huge huge cards um like covid cards or whatever they're like i just like i would like dream about owning kind of and then now tons of great stuff yeah but and now it's like well like there's like I could potentially buy those now. I know. So low. So it's like the stuff that I had my eye on during COVID, like doesn't even appeal to me anymore because now like I can get way better things. And so it it's like it's been weird for me, like thinking, oh, this card's way out of my price range. And then being like, no, wait, like this card's down. Know. Like I can actually maybe afford this, like in an auction if I get a little lucky or something. So it's I don't like, are you experiencing that kind of where it's like, what do you buy? Cause you have so many more opportunities now. 
Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. My Crosby save searches are blowing up right now. Yeah. Like, and I don't even know why. Like, because the ho- hockey, like that that patch auto that I bought just sold for like a pretty low comp, like sold well below like that my like RPA sold like well below for what I got it for, for like the first time. It sold many times for higher than what I got it for. And then, I mean, it lost like over the last comp, like, like it went for like 50% almost of the last comp, which is wild. But I there's like a bunch of stuff just coming to market cool cards cards you don't often see have like started to surface not even like at all price ranges stuff that you don't usually see is surfacing and i'm just excited about the opportunity to make some moves for some of this stuff in particular i've seen several of the this one subset uh horizontal rpa from the cup of crosby that i like i have seen like three or four of them floating around at auction or relatively low buy it now or best offers. And it's one I would like to own someday. And it's just interesting to see more of them available because previously like there were none remotely close to an attainable range. Yeah, I think, um, well, something that I, I guess would be interesting to talk about. It's a little off topic though. You, before the podcast, we were talking about how you just saw the penguins play. Yeah, it's great. And, um, yeah, you saw Crosby score twice. Does that, does that like make you want to own? Like, did you leave that game being like, hey, like maybe I want to buy like a big Crosby or something? Like, not because the two goals like makes his value go way up or something, but now there's like, like more of like a personal like, like you there's yeah. like, like a Crosby now. Like you've seen him score twice because when I saw Brady play. That honestly made me just want to like sell a lot of cards and then like just really focus my collection on Brady because I was like, this is like the guy like for me. And it seems like Crosby is kind of like the guy for you. Yeah, I, I, I'm i like, especially now that he's getting older, like he's 35, which for hockey with like how much moving around quickly is important. 35 is pretty old. And, I mean, he's still top five in the league in points, which is, I think, pretty great for his age, considering his peers are, like, the people ahead of him are, like, some of them are, like, 10 uh, or more years younger than him. I think it's pretty good. But, yeah, it does make you want to own more. It kind of, like, I always look at the save searches, and I'm always interested, and I'm always intrigued, but you have a renewed interest, like even more interest after you've watched him gone to a game, saw your guy, he did well. Like it just makes you want to have him even more. It's kind of why, like how I felt, not that I got to watch him, but it's how I felt about LeBron, like in 2019 to 2020, like he's done it all and he's had a great career and he's still going, and you still get to watch him, and that's right. awesome. I will say it also, like, for me, harkens back to, like, all the memories I've had of, like, watching him play before, which is very fun. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gone to a game before he was playing. 
because I would have been five or six when he started playing. I think I would have been six years old when he started. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about – I mean, not that I, like, go to a ton of games, but that's kind of how I feel about Brady. Like, I I wasn't a sports fan, really, before – I mean, I, his rookie year was 2000. I was born in 2000, so. Yeah. Like, I – these people, these guys have just been around so long and you just, I, I feel like I just, especially with, it's, it's great. Like with like LeBron, for example, it's a guy I like respect. I like his career a lot. I've enjoyed owning cards of LeBron and watching his career, but like with your guy for like your team or just your favorite athlete, you kind of just enjoy it even more. Just like what, however much time you've got watching them still at the top of their game. Yeah, right. It's really yeah, cool it's watching how cool. players morph their game too and like still be great. Like Crosby plays such a different game than he played when he was younger and he's still just he's still great. But he's just adapted, much like how LeBron has adapted and still been great. Yeah, you have to when you're like that old and still trying to compete, but it's cool because it like that really shows you like how good they are. Like, when you can play a different style of play and still dominate, like, LeBron can still dish out 30 on any night. Crosby, you just watched him score two goals in a game. So, he can obviously still do it. And, obviously, I mean, Brady, like, what he did against the Saints in the last, like, what, four minutes? Yeah, that was nuts. That was insane. That was – so, I mean, I I don't know. Not to say like they aren't like falling off like a little bit or anything like age. They definitely are. Yeah. Age certainly creeps up, but like to still see the moments of just like pure greatness mm-hmm. at that age is like, it's pretty cool. It is really cool. But yeah, it definitely makes me want to own more cards. The one I want is out of my price range right now, but uh, there, I think there could come a time in the next, I don't feel a huge sense of urgency to like right now, right now I need to get it. Sure. But I'm pretty content that I can start building up to actually get some of this stuff again. Yeah. I got to find you a picture. It's the honorable numbers. I really like it. Is that out of your price range, like, according to a recent comp? Oh, according to a recent comp, I mean, probably still. I probably shouldn't be buying something of that price right now. But it's definitely moving more. And before, it was way out of my range. I would never have bought something like that just because of how much money it would mean having in the Crosby cards. But now I feel like I could actually get something like that. That's pretty cool though. Yes. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like to actually like start to. I really like it. This is the one that I want. Oh, that card's filthy. I like it better than mine, to be honest. I've thought about if I ever saw one at a show, I would trade mine for one of it. Because it's like the same value. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they're both great. horizontal, both similarly numbered from the cup. Both sets that still exist now, like subsets that still exist. Yeah, dang. That's actually a sweet card. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But anyways, I got very derailed there. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, I think I started it anyways. But I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about selling cards on Instagram. I know you often try. I also try. I feel like Instagram 
and this is kind of my take. This is what I want to throw out there. See what you think. Instagram is where people buy. I mean, unless you're in really tight-knit collector groups. Instagram is where you buy deals. eBay is where you buy collection pieces, is what it seems to be to me. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. There's a couple guys I know who, like, I buy stuff for my collection from. But, like, there's just, there's so, it can't be emphasized enough how much more variety how much more stuff is on ebay compared to no matter how many people you follow on instagram yeah it's not even close right i don't know i feel like instagram deal flow is like way 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 down yeah i would uh i would definitely agree with that i i think instagram for me is more just becoming a platform to like kind of show my cards um for fun and then like interact with people um, yeah like also for fun like in group chats or um just like one-on-one or like respond to like stories and have a conversation or like just yeah i like doing that yeah more than like buy and sell definitely i i buy more than i sell just because i follow some guys who eventually turn up like interesting stuff like a guy i follow today turned up one of those honorable numbers crosby's on his story sale yeah that's awesome and i was like oh intriguing but there's not as much there there is still a lot of people floating around like very boring modern cards at not great prices and like i just don't know how that gets you excited yeah, there definitely is still a lot of that. I uh, I don't know. I think whenever I get that stuff, I don't even try to sell it on Instagram. I feel like, like if the I... really low dollar boring. Yeah, or even if I get like a little bit like higher dollar, but like still boring. Like, <laughs> like if I were to get uh like a Luca base prism 10. Like that's probably yeah. a lot. Like still, yeah, it's a good example. Like still, it's worth an okay amount of money. Yeah, but like I would still just send that out for consignment if I had it. Like I would not even try to sell that on Instagram. I don't know who would buy that on Instagram. I, who's buying them on eBay? I don't know. I don't know, but apparently someone buys it on eBay. I don't know who buys it on eBay though. Yeah, I don't know what you actually wanted. I don't know what people actually do with it. See, that's what I never, like, got into. Like, even during COVID, like, I would sell some, like, random, like, mosaic color, like, PSA 10s. Mm-hmm. I did it because I'd buy it raw, grade it. Those cards were the easiest cards to grade ever. Mm-hmm. And then I'd sell them. Like, it made sense for me. Yeah. But then, for like, when I think, it's like, who on the other end is buying that? And how does it make sense for them? Like that, I, I don't like if you were on eBay buying my like LeBron Revolution base PSA 10. Man, that card was the 2018 Revolution LeBron. Yeah. Like that I thing was a gold mine. I would love to know what you did with that. Like, 
like hopefully you flipped them and like somehow made money or something. Like I hope you didn't get stuck with them. And I really there was a window to make money. There was a window to make money on those. Those things did quite well at one point. Yeah, like was were you buying them up off my eBay and flipping them? Like or like if so, good for you. Like I just don't know like what people were doing with them because it seems like it'd be so hard to move. But. They sold pretty fast too on eBay. It wasn't like that stuff sat on your eBay for ages. Stuff oh. sits on eBay now longer than it used to, too. Oh, yeah. That that LeBron Revolution card, I remember when I got like 30 of them back. And I put my price for each of them. And this guy's like, give me a discount I said, if I take them all. And I was like, yeah, I'm not giving you a discount. I was like, these move so easily. Like, there's no reason for me to give a discount. And like they did, I sold them all the same night. They, they, it's really wild to think back. That card was a five dollar base card, I believe, and I was it was a. Bucks. At what? I was buying them at two dollars and then grading them for nine. I was, yeah. See, I was paying a whole five dollars. I think when I got around to it, and <laughs> paying like yeah, ten bucks to grade them. This is. Don't forget, guys. This was a first Lakers card. Yeah. It may have been actually his first card in the Lakers uniform, if I'm not mistaken. That's what it was, yeah. So I think that's why it was popular. But it yeah. w- keep in mind, it was also a revolution base card. And it uh, wasn't from, even an action shot. It was just him. Standing. It was the Kevin Durant. It was the Kevin Durant ball on the hip. Uh, that one we all know and love from Panini of the past couple of years. Yeah. And then you grade them, PSA 10. It's five dollar card, ten bucks a grade. PSA ten is like one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, you do, man. Those were. It's really insane to think back on those days. It also doesn't. That card was relatively easy to grade. The back, you look at the back. The gray corner isn't chipped. Good to go. Send that bad boy off. In, in my uh, first order, I think I went like eighty six for one hundred and five or something. Man, see, this is where you really separated from like what I did. You and I were both playing the same game. You just played it at an even larger scale. Like I graded maybe five of them, and you graded like a hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, I well, I graded probably like two hundred and fifty. Yeah, you're a genius. But so, it, honestly, here was my logic, right? And it paid off. Yeah, but it, it did was, pay off. Well, my logic was, was here's an opportunity. This opportunity is not going to last forever. And I, I knew that with all my, oh, bulk, yeah. I knew, but my logic was I'm going to do this until I lose money. Like I'm going to run this into the ground. So I like told myself, you know what? The last bulk sub you get back you might lose a thousand bucks. Yeah. But I was like, over the course, you know, if you're making like, you know, a crap ton of money, then it's obviously worth losing that a thousand bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good thinking. I didn't operate that way. I, for some reason, was, I think just because I had a smaller bankroll, for some reason, I never felt the desire to push with buying as many. I would sometimes get cheap. Like if the base LeBron went to like, ten dollars and the psa 10 was only worth a hundred dollars i'd be like my margins they're being absolutely obliterated but 
I don't know. We both had the plays, like silvers back then, like prism silvers. Just buy those bad boys raw all day, send them off, print some money. Yeah, I think what kind of happened is, is um, it ended up being for better, but I was way more reckless with it than like a lot of people were. Yeah, and I mean it paid off. There's a world in which it may not have paid off, but it did. Right. Like I like I'll be honest. Like I got, I think probably three bulk subs back, Mm -hmm. where it was like. Probably lost like five hundred bucks on each or something. Mm-hmm. But then the thirty that I did before that were just like, I mean, the LeBron revolutions where I was like ten xing my money and stuff. So like, obviously it was worth it in like the big picture. It's like even when I was losing that five hundred dollars, I was like, you know what? Like I mentally prepared myself for this to happen. It just means the time's coming to an end. Yeah. Because um, I didn't know a it good was. perspective. Yeah, like I didn't know when it was going to end. I knew it was, but and I think, um, I mean, we're kind of off topic from the whole Instagram sale now, but oh, that's all right. I think that's why it's kind of good to have like a long, longer term like perspective in cards. Like, yeah, everything's down right now, but like, if you were in before COVID, dude, like, you're oh, crazy still. Like, you're still. Like, I don't know. Like, I still have some LeBron cards right now that, like, I got into before COVID. And, like, I was holding on to them during the highs, and, like, I still have them just because, like, I like them. And, yeah, they're down, like, 75%, but they're still higher than when I bought them. So, like, it's still, I don't know. There's still a lot of opportunity out there. And, like, we all did so good for a while. Like, I think you could drive. 30 minutes to a card show buy stuff at full comps and then by the time you got home there was like new comps that were higher yeah i mean it was as easy as it got yeah i distinctly remember getting something and then putting it on ebay this the day it arrived and making like several hundred dollars yeah and then so like you probably did that a couple times you probably got like uh some really good like base crap back from PSA and sold it and then you probably lost like a hundred bucks on a card. Well overall you're still like way up. Oh yeah it didn't even matter. I usually don't get myself too worried about that stuff like smaller losses just because right. in the grand scheme of things. Like if you took the like realized profit I have this year and then like if you compared like and then you also subtracted from it like the unrealized losses that are like sitting in my collection like right now the stuff that's like below that i'm like underwater on yeah Yeah. this year is like probably negative but like the two three four years before this were so good that like even being down substantial substantial amounts on like some of my biggest cards i mean it's it, it it's just insignificant. I I probably started this with maybe like fifteen hundred bucks. Maybe I don't actually know. I bet that's about all that I put into it. Yeah, and then and so then I'm up by fifty percent. Like you'd still be at more than fifteen hundred bucks. I'm up by a yeah. I'm way over where that is. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and that just shows the kind of growth. I understand it's harder for people who didn't get in before. 
COVID. I feel right. bad for people who got in during peak 2021. Yeah. Uh, I understand how that's bad, but like, I think if you've been in it long enough to get a feel for like what the good stuff is and you've got the patience, I, I think it's not a terrible spot to be in. Like my two best Crosby cards, they're probably they're down from the highs, but like, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. You know, I like those cards. I don't really want to get rid of them anyway. And I think in the future that things will come back around. Yeah. It could be a while though, but like, yeah, I think, um, it's important. Uh, like what the good stuff was during COVID is like different than what the good stuff is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think it's important if you got in during COVID and you have stuff that was like the good stuff now or the good stuff then and not as good now, like take your losses and put Mosaic. it in. That's like the good stuff now. Mosaic Genesis. Yeah. Like that, like those were crazy. I mean, I think um, there's even a lot of like Brady rookies that were like good stuff then. And they're just not good now. And it's like, okay, sell them. And there's good Brady rookies that are cheap right now. Like yeah, I just, there's a lot of stuff that's pretty good deals. Yeah, like I just bought an SPX, and that's numbered in the pro uniform, a BGS nine for thirty six hundred. Yeah, that was like a fifteen thousand dollar card. So if you're down on some Brady's, like sell them and go buy one of those because like that's a good rookie. Like we like that is a good rookie card. So go buy that one or go buy like something that is down but like we know is good like we know there's like certain jordan inserts that are good or we know there's certain like lebron cards that are good so like go buy those and yeah just don't be too prideful to like take losses i think that's definitely good advice i think yeah that's great advice i think about that Someday, I think when I think with a longer term horizon, and I maybe we want to get to the NBA here, maybe I don't know, t- considering time. But I think about those 2012 Prism LeBron silvers that you keep posting on your story. Like I forget what do you have three or four. I look at that card and I'm like, yeah, that'd be a card that if the price like continued to fall, I would be pretty interested in for like I don't know a longer time horizon. Yeah, that card's pretty interesting because so I bought one like decently high, like kind of like towards the higher end of the market. Yeah. And then the last two that I bought were like really cheap. And then the market like already kind of rebounded on them. Like it it was weird. Like there was like a short term, like super low dip. So what happened was a PSA nine auctioned. And I got it for like thirty five hundred. Mm-hmm. It was like super cheap, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Like these are down. And then a BGS nine auctioned, and it went for forty five hundred and got paid for. Wow! It's like they it. I don't know what happened there. Like most like re it rebounded like kind of fast. Like it there was like a couple like weird sales, which like shows you too if you're paying attention, like you might be able to catch a good deal on an auction. Apparently so. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's got me interested. 
I'm definitely interested. I might have to make a play on one of those sometime. Yeah, I I love that card. So do I. It's really nice. But anyways, do we want to talk a little bit before we wrap up NBA cards? People that would impress us if we had cards of them. Guys who would disappoint us if we had their cards. NBA, just card perspective-wise. Yeah, uh, something that I wanted to talk about. Because I think we were both kind of high on him. But I think it was mostly me. Was I was super excited about Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards has really been... I think there were a lot of card people, Matt, who were hyped on Anthony Edwards. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's happening with him. But, like, I kind of thought that he was, like, a good buy and, like, he was going to enter the, uh, like, maybe maybe not, like, this year, but, like, next year, like, kind of be, like, the, like, higher-tier star. Because there's, like, you're good, and then there's, like, you're, like, there's, like, your good players, and then there's your Luka, Giannis, like, those type of guys. I thought he was going to kind of, like, enter that yeah type of category, and no, definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing, but. I mean, his stats, if you look at just, like, his stats on paper, they're, like, better than last year, granted, like, marginally. But I think people looked at his playoffs and got excited, and instead what we're getting is a slightly better regular season. And his playoffs last year were what got people excited. Yeah, like, he's not – it's not like he's terrible or anything. I just thought – Oh, no. Yeah, I just thought I was going to hear more about him. Like, I thought people were going to be, like, pumped. Like, he would, like, double in price. Like, he'd get pumped to the moon. I, I don't know. I thought I thought he was going to go crazy. But, yeah, it's kind of weird. Could be worse. He could be LaMelo Ball, who's really, really falling off. That is true. That is very true. He could be. Dude, you don't even hear about LaMelo Ball. No. Yeah, he's been – I know all – I know he's been injured, but he uh he came back, right? I believe so. I mean, the fact you, that I don't know is not a good thing for his cards. You literally hear nothing about him. I don't hear anything about him in cards, and I hear nothing about him in, like, basketball media. In between the two of them, it's just absolute radio silence on the LaMelo ball front. Is he... Is he back? I don't oh, know. We're gonna look back? like scrubs to whoever is like actually basketball aficionados and really follows this. I just follow my teams, and I follow the Lakers because yeah, LeBron. He hasn't played since November 16. Yeah, but like everyone is so out on him, it would appear. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh. Zion is like playing pretty good, but what? Yeah, I think I said this on the podcast. But what happened is exactly what yeah, it it is, and and the cards have gotten nowhere because it, it's exactly like you said it was going to happen. Yeah, because now everybody he's playing good, so now everybody tries to sell, and then the market gets flooded. Boom, nothing happens. But people and people, I think with Zion, 
It's even more dangerous because I think the people are really considering the injury history, really motivated to unload extra fast, like even faster dumping than normally occurs. Yeah, because so it's just Zion's raining Zion's. That's the thing. that, And that's kind of what I was saying is like nobody's holding these cards long term. Like everybody just wants the quick flip. So now that the quick flip isn't there. People are like, I got to get rid of this. Like, I got to rid of this. Because nobody wants to get caught holding the bag on him. To be fair, all of these players are the quick flip in my eyes. And all these players are, we don't want to get holding left holding the bag. Yeah. I would say that's 90% of the, like, float on these modern players is, or 90% of, like, the outstanding amount of these cards is people hot potato, hot potato, maybe 10%. It's like people who like buy to like actually hold. But Zion is the chaos and the mania of young players where we don't want to get left holding the bag and we just want to get the short-term flip. It's that on steroids. It's absolute to the max. We look at John Morant, who's like a high flyer, injury prone himself. Mm-hmm. It looks like a settled and sedate market compared to the Zion, just like that we got to unload them, unload them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I think on the uh little bit of a brighter side where we're actually seeing like some liquidity too is Shay. Dude, it's pretty wild. People were t- Shay was one of those guys that for years people are like Shay Gildas Alexander, great player in this class. Great player, he's going to be a great player someday. And you hear this line so many times that you wonder you know, like these people don't actually all make it. And like most of them are just end up being not much like Michael Porter Jr., for example. I know it's a slightly different scenario, but like, dude, those people are finally getting some returns on these Shea Gilgis Alexanders, which have been at not dirt cheap levels since they came out. Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, um, what's kind of interesting this was kind of before like we um we like kind of met but i was looking for a guy to like pc and i saw all these guys um with crazy honest pcs and they were all into them for nothing yeah they bought them so early and i was like i want to be one of those guys that in like five years has this insane player collection and I'm like into it for nothing because like that player just like boomed. And so the guy who I started buying was Shay. Like I, for like about six months, I wanted to become like Shay's like biggest collector. Like I had um, trying to think what I even, like I had his select gold rookies. I had his, um, horizontal nt um i remember i was like saving up for a true nt dang yeah like i was really all in yeah like i wanted to be one of his like biggest uh collectors like i i wanted to own like all the big cards like i wanted to chase down like the logo mans and stuff because like at that time logo mans were like like you could afford them if you and yeah i never really did it i like got like horizontal nt couple select golds and that was about it and then i got um uh an impeccable rookie one of one auto um 
and yeah, I just sold it all. I didn't really keep it. So that's that's really cool though. Yeah. Time is his ship's finally coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never had the patience anyway. So I because I was doing oh, that. No. This was like three years ago. So you I had to endure some lean years to get to uh this year. Yeah, I would have lost faith and sold uh way before. I mean, I, I think most people lost faith, but shout out to whoever has been holding since like 2018. Right, yeah. Yeah, the you deserve the you deserve the the profits now. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's baller. So is there anybody else that comes to your mind before we uh potentially wrap it up? No. Anthony Davis just gets me laughing whenever he starts doing this, starts going absolutely going off. I would say Anthony Davis just because it gets exciting, but we can't forget why we are scared of Anthony Davis. It's because at any given moment, he could just break in half. And so we can't forget that even when it gets exciting and he's out there dropping 55. Yeah, did you see that clip of him helping LeBron up? Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah but the one where he looks like he got hurt attempting to help LeBron, just like, you know, like yeah. picking him up. Grab he looks him. like a draft that, like, does the splits. It's so bad. Like, you... Oh, I did not think he was getting up after that. I know, it was so funny. It was like the ultimate meme. Yeah. But I think that'll be a wrap here, guys, on episode 58. Yeah, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week.